Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Dog Business. Today, we'll be delving into the pros and cons of signing up clients. So, the big old sales versus booking processes debate. <sighs> booking process. Coming back to that. It's not a booking process, but I suppose it is. But I've known, I've known it as a booking process. We want, actually, guys, we want your feedback on this. Yeah. What, what, just what is it? I think it's sales because you're selling a service. But I can understand how it is a booking process as well. It's just not what I'd call it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The whole point is, how do you bloody well get some clients on in the first place? So hopefully you've now gone through a bit of a journey of some mindset stuff on thinking about yourself, how you are as a person, how you are as a business owner, more importantly. We've gone through creating a bit of a customer avatar, looking at how you can attract the right clients as well. So Keep away from the nightmare ones yeah, and bring in the good ones. ones. But then it's, it's how do you go about getting people on board then? And everything, it all interlinks. It's all very interrelated. And for me, it's... If you've done all of those steps where you're attracting the right person for you, that's technically the hard bit done. The easy bit should be the sale or the close, which is ultimately about getting that person to give you money for the service that you're going to offer them. Now, if I talk about my experiences of what I used to do, which I feel is quite a standardized approach maybe not just in our industry but in a lot of industries that somebody may email you saying hi i'm interested in your service can you tell me how much it is and then you would write an email back or i certainly did and the email was scroll worthy <laughs> it was almost mm. like here's a justification as to yeah. why you should work with me. Yeah. And I ended, I think I did actually open it with a whole paragraph about like, oh, hi, so-and-so. Thanks so much for your inquiry. Um, just to let you know, I've done this, 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 and this. I've been doing this for this many years, blah, blah, blah. I've worked with this type of person. This person has accredited me, blah, blah, blah. Here's your option. You can have one session, two session, three session, four session, five session. Five sessions obviously discounted from the first session. And I was thinking, that's a bloody good email, that is. You understand exactly why there. I charge the way I do. And my top package was 350 quid. You understand why you should give me that much money. That's my mindset. Mm. And that was my process. Yeah. That was exactly how I, I made sales. Mine was very similar. If it was one-to-one, -one, very similar. If it was a group class, I would even put things like you get some printed notes to take Ooh. away and then that changed with the digital age to emailable <laughs> downloadable notes so i was like oh look I'm, I'm with the times and a rosette uh oh fancy for completion of the course not because you earned it because you completed the course um yeah what else did i used to say yeah things like that were tangible things that yeah. i felt were offering more value yeah to the yeah and when you look back at it now and i'm pretty certain there's still a good amount of people out there that that follow that process because again it's this weird subliminal messaging isn't it that that's what you do everything's on email and you need to tell them your prices mm -hmm. and it's for them to determine 
whether or not they want to work with you. And it's for you to sell yourself in that pitch. Yeah, it literally is a pitch, isn't it? Yeah. And they are probably going around lots of others and yep. ju judging. Well, probably judging from the speed of your reply, mm -hmm. how polite you are in that reply, how yep. informative you are in there and what they're getting for their exchange of cash. Yeah, yeah. And I think tying this back to mindset again, I certainly felt like I was expensive at 350 quid for five sessions. I was like, oh my God, who's going to pay that? And this was when? This was, this was still only about five years ago. So not long, not that long ago. in the grand scheme of things. I was of that opinion of, oh, 350 quid. Because I'd gone from corporate world to myself and I was like, oh, who's going to pay me that? That's, that's ridiculous. I don't know what I'm doing. But there, and hence all the justification and everything that went out with it. And my mindset was still very much, well, if they're emailing several other trainers, behaviourists, whatever anybody wants to call themselves, it's a case of, well, surely they're just going to go with the cheapest one. Mm. So I have to justify why You've Got to win I the contract. Am, yeah. And I, I acted like it was a competition. And not, not at any time during that process was I thinking about the client. I was thinking about myself. Mm. Yeah, same. And I am... But not, not even thinking about myself in that I need to get that money, which was obviously a factor, mm. but I need to prove to you why I'm charging that. So I made that whole email about me. Yeah. I'm qualified. Yeah. I've done this. I've done, well, you can't even say qualified, can you, because there's no qualification, no. but I'm accredited. I've trained with this person. They don't even bloody well know who that person is. Clue. Not a Scooby-Doo. As far as they're concerned... They're just getting some... So, yes, they probably were basing it on prices. Although, admittedly, I don't have the data. I didn't go around and ask all these people what was their final decision-making yeah. process. Like, <laughs> how did you come to decide to work with that person? Was it price? Because, actually, a lot of the things we tell ourselves around money and around price, and I don't even use that word anymore, um, it's fee or an investment mm. or a value. Like, what... What are your fees rather than what's the cost? What's the cost? What's the price? Suggest it's a lot. Yeah. And it's that whole, it, it's just got a negative connotation mm. around, hasn't it? Like it's going to cost me something yeah. rather than what's the value for my investment. Investment, yeah. So if, going back to what you just said then about justifying things, when I started dog walking, I was exactly the same because <laughs> you get even less for doing dog yeah. walking per hour. And I remember having things on my website, like I got a um, first aid certificate, which is, I think is a good thing to have anyway, but that would be a forefront yeah. of the thing. So I've got that, which I think it was a nice peace of mind thing for people to have. And then I was DBS checked or the equivalent for self-employment, which isn't quite DBS, but I was DBS checked because I wanted people to trust me in the houses and know that, you know, I'm clear of anything, you know, untoward. And I had a van that had crash tested cage in it as well. So I'm going, if I take your dogs in my car, they're as safe as they possibly can be. And I remember like all these things being on my website yeah. and, and I would do a, and again, like most dog walkers would do like a, a free consultation, no obligation, no obligation consultation. If you don't like me, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like I can take it. I'm thick skin basically is what I was saying to them. <laughs> 
you try try before you buy <laughs> then send me away wasn't quite that but that's how it would have come across like just do it and you might like me but again I'm trying to sell myself I'm trying yeah. to be better than the it's other people it's desperate isn't it it really is desperate when I look at my old website and I could still access that now because I think I kept I, it. I think for, we need to. Oh, Tom's sake. I need to have a look at this. <laughs> you know, you met me and I still had it. Oh. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm literally desperate. But I wasn't. It's the, the worst yeah. thing about it because I wasn't desperate for custom, but I appeared desperate for it. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? And it's that whole, it's that whole thing again of we know we can help dogs that's ultimately what we're all in it mm. for whichever profession you, you land in under the the dog industry we are in it to hopefully better their lives but we have to go through the humans and we have to understand what it is the the human is is wanting and we've said previously on, on a different episode that within our collective 20 odd years of doing this very few people, like less than a handful, have asked us about accreditations. And it's just not something we have found from experience that is on the forefront of general public's mind. Yeah. So why are we banging on about it so much? I We're mean, just, it's a whole other conversation, that in itself. Yeah, it is. But it's but, justifying it to ourselves that we've yeah. done this so we can, we can charge, fee, investment, whatever. Most people say charge, don't they? Yeah. That's what we've got. Well, we've got that, so we must be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. And it is, and it all stems from this fear place of, mm. I don't know if it does fall under imposter syndrome. I don't know if it, it, again, all these things, all these terms get banded around and it's, it is a bit of fear, isn't it? It's like, mm. oh, I'm, it falls into a bit of a money category of like, oh my God, I actually need the money and I am a bit desperate for money. Because I think, again, when you're self-employed, there's no guaranteed income coming in. So there is that natural fear. And that's part of our primitive brains as, as human beings. You naturally want to feel safe. And money is an element of safety. Yeah. And it can be up and down. Yeah. Things can be seasonal, can't they? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you have a bit of a dry month and you're like, oh, my God, I really need to make this back next yep. month. Yep. So you, ha you have to be aware of your primitive brain and you have to look after it. And we will go into that in, in further detail as well, because that's another whole episode in itself. Mm. But you have to look after your primitive brain. You have to know that money is coming in. You have to look at the type of clients you're attracting as well and the messaging that you are, are putting out. So with those emails that I was sending out, when someone would just send me a, a, an email going, I'm interested, how, how much is it? And I still get these messages now. I answer them very differently now. Yeah. <laughs> but I now no longer send a big waffly email trying to... It's that panic sell, isn't it? It's like, mm -hmm. please buy me. Look look at all the amazing stuff that I've done. This is why you should work with me. Mm. Whereas actually, the thing that's turned my business around is being client-focused instead of me-focused. Yeah. It's big, it's big, isn't it? That realisation. It, it, when you were talking then, it reminded me of, you know, like at supermarkets, you have the end of the aisle yeah. that's like, look at this, <laughs> pick this thing, because yeah. they obviously need to get rid of it for some reason. They've obviously got a sell-by date. I know, oh, well, yeah. that's why I look at it. It was probably Easter, <laughs> Christmas, whatever. That's what we were. Yeah. Pick us. Yep. Because there's a sea of, it's a sea of people doing it and you 
coming back to that be different thing, that's mm-hmm. what we thought was to be different, but yeah. actually it wasn't because everybody's doing that. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, it's you're almost coming across as a little bit, we, we've said desperate, but also a little bit competitive with your other businesses in your local area mm-hmm. because it's that panic of, oh, my God, if I don't get you, then that's going to go to so-and-so. And you may have opinions about your your neighbours in your dog profession world as to whether or not you like them. I'm sure there is a lot of opinion <laughs> in our experience. Yeah. Yep. And, and again, hands up, I was definitely one. There are trainers near me who I was like, oh, my God, if you go to them, I, I do not feel comfortable with the outcome of, of this particular dog. And I would find myself almost unintentionally belittling that other trainer. That's really easy to do yeah. without realising. And it wasn't, it. it was never my intention, mm. but it was that whole, oh my gosh, I've actually invested so much money in what I do. I know more than I know that that person does. You have to come with me for that reason. Other than begging, that's yeah. basically the next step on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please don't go to them. Please yeah. come to me. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I will do everything right for you and I will treat your dog with respect and yeah. they won't. And, it, and it's a horrendous realisation when you do realise that that's what you're doing. And again, it's all very unintentional. Mm. Like I definitely did not suddenly go, oh, this is how I'm going to handle these calls <laughs> or these emails coming in. But it, it was from fear. It was from a bit of panic of, oh, gosh, they're going to go to something that I don't necessarily agree with. And I've studied this in depth, so I know that it's, air quote, wrong, whatever your opinions are. Yeah. That that was my take on it because that's what we're all subjected to. And now when I put myself in that client's shoes, I'd be thinking, gee, what the bloody hell's going on here? Like, it would have turned me off. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Because what am I actually going to get from you apart from someone who's potentially really opinionated? So if they're that judgy of somebody else, how are they going to be about me? Yeah. And all these things that you don't really realise at the time. No, no. And I never really thought about it until like, we're talking about it now, no. just how crap that process yeah, actually it's was. it's like when you've got a friend that bitches <laughs> about another friend and you're like, yeah. what are they saying about me when I'm not here? Yeah. It's that same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it will very quickly get out word of mouth. You'll be amazed on how much people talk. And yeah, you've, you've just got to make sure that you've got that whole structure behind bringing a potential client on board. So I know full well now that in mine and Vicky's businesses, um, we we have that structure. And it absolutely starts with a phone call. Mm. If anybody emails or DMs or messages or whatever it is, we will go, let's book a call. Here's a link to our diary, book a call. Because we need to know if we're going to work well together. Mm. That's one of our first things that we always do. And we want to be aligned with our values about genuinely trying to understand where that person is coming from. Mm. And invariably, if that person says they need help with recall, there's way more than that. Yeah. There has never been a time where you've just gone, oh, um, so you mentioned on your thing, you, you want help with recall. Um, tell me about that and they'll tell you about that and in that they start talking about he's really bad on the lead he's actually barks at other dogs he does this he's not very good in the the house he can be a bit destructive and all of a sudden by letting them talk 
Mm-hmm. You've got all these things that yep. have come out and you haven't, you do need to draw some things out of people, don't you? But people love talking about their dogs. Yes. Love people love talking about all the things that their dogs do or don't do and finishing it by, oh, but it's a really nice dog otherwise. And you're like, you just reeled off 50,000 things that are the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, it, you've got to have that structure because, like you say, an email saying how much is it, and then you imagine for us now if we went back, oh yeah, it's two grand plus fat. Now again, mindset could possibly be, oh well, that's going to really turn them off, and we haven't got a problem with that. But all of our messaging around it and how we portray ourselves and how we even answer that question is very, very different. So we'd put like a range in. And we'd say, but we still need to get you on a call to see if that see if you are right for us. Mm. And immediately, it just puts you in the next level, because if a a client will then turn around and be like, oh, they actually want to talk to me, and they want to find out what's going on. Mm. Okay, what what I've got to lose, and I might just get some stuff off my chest. Yeah, and, and they're genuinely interested. But don't you think the amount of clients that come back and say? I hadn't quite realised all of this and it was yeah. felt so good to talk about it because yep. I feel like I'm just on my own. I feel like it's all just bottled up inside me yeah. and I haven't really been able to speak to anybody else because nobody else understands. Nobody else is going through it and mm-hmm. you're, you understand all of this. Yeah, yeah. So that that alone, even if they don't end up working with you, is massive. Yeah, it does them. so much stuff for your credibility because, like Vic said, if they even if they don't end up working with you, they will tell people about that call. And they will say, do you know what? I didn't go with them for whatever reason. And it could genuinely be I, I didn't have that money to invest at that moment in time. But I would go with them if I if I could. If I could. And that gets around much better than not having that conversation and just relying on, on email. And I think it's fair to say that 90% of all the calls that we get, the feedback is genuinely... You're the first person I've actually been able to speak to. I have it so such a lot, such a lot. That is the biggest thing. Oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so grateful for this conversation. I'm so great. I'm thank you for your time. Like yep. nobody else has given their time up. Yeah, I've had some emails back, or had some messages back, but no one's spoken to me. Can't get hold of anybody. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or, or it's taken them a week to get to me, or whatever it is. But they really appreciate that time. And of course, if you speak to the dog trainers that don't speak to their client, their prospective clients, they will say, oh God, well, I haven't got time to do that. And the reason for that is because they're getting so many clients through the door for a much lower yep. fee that they wouldn't, because I wouldn't have been able to talk to all of the people I booked onto my classes. There's no way. Because there was that, it was like a factory of people coming through mm-hmm. constantly. I'd get bookings every single day. And yet now I don't. I get, there might be a week go by, two weeks where I don't get any. And then I get the right person come along. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do you know what? That sits much better with me. Yeah, it is. It, it's so true. And you have, you have to make sure that you're speaking to people. I think the art of speaking to people has been lost whether it's the digital age or whatever it may be but people still like to talk to people yeah there's a reason a lot of us struggle with offering online because people in in industry and again it's a little bit of a cliche thing we we make these assumptions again that clients don't want online because it didn't work during the time we weren't allowed to go out (laughs) but we we just didn't do it right we didn't do it from the right 
place of... It didn't come from the right place. No, it was no. a reactive, scared approach of, oh my God, I need to do something. Yeah, we can't do what we normally do, so what can we do? Yeah. And it worked really well for some people and some people have like started and exploded yeah. because they went, do you know what? Actually, this was something I was going to do anyway and it's just mm -hmm. forced my hand. So yeah. applause to those people. Yeah, but yeah. for me, it wasn't. That's not what I had in my mind and no. you the same. Yeah. So, of course, if we're not in it, how can we deliver it properly? And how can we be happy to exchange that for money that we yeah. actually went, oh, God, that was a bit crap or... Yeah. That wasn't really why. I know I cobbled mine together in a week, I think, of the glorious weather <laughs> that we had was nice. And I just was like, do you know what? I'm going to try and just make a little bit of cash. And yeah. that's what I did, make a little bit of cash <laughs> for all that effort. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting time. It basically just wore my dogs out for a week because they were the starts of the show. <laughs> love it. Love it. But, yeah, but it all boils down to... to there was, there's no human connection and there was a lot of... And I think even a lot of people now, they say, oh, don't, I don't want to go near online. And these clients that will say, it's like, oh, no, 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 and it needs to be face-to-face. -face. But again, if we kind of go down that route in terms of, oh, it's not what clients want, it's not what people want, then we're not really listening because that's the surface level answer. Yeah. And that's possibly because they can't see how it would work. But imagine if you answered that question really confidently saying, Actually, I know 100% that if you and I jumped on a Zoom call, I can still help you with your dog. Versus, oh, um, yeah, no, I totally get what you want to do online. I'll do it in person. It's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever. When can you work? When can you do it? Evenings? Fine. Weekends? Fine. Oh, God, I've got to work evenings weekends again now. Three bags full. I'll do it. So we'll just do it. We'll just do it. We'll just do it. So you're not, you're not delivering the right service, and it's because you've got to make sure that you know what you're delivering. Mm. You have to be confident in it and you have to make sure that you're speaking to people. Make sure, if you have a website or a social media platform or whatever it may be, make sure they can speak to you. Mm. That should just be a shop front. Yeah. Advertising what you do and if you would like to find out more, this is the next step. Speak to you. I, I think the button on my website actually reads speak to a human. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speak to a human. I like that. I like Click that. it. Go through to my diary. Because it's so few and far. You can't speak to a human. So no. we've been trying, through this venture that we're doing now, with regards mm -hmm. to the podcast, we've been trying to speak to lots of people and it's painful. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's blowing my mind how difficult it is to speak to a human. Yeah. Like, what about the other day? I was trying to find an email, even just an email address on yeah. a website. And I was like, where the bloody hell is it? How can I find it? I was literally like winding myself up because I was like, there's no flipping phone numbers. There's no email addresses. All there was like a chat thing. And because it didn't answer my, you know, it wasn't yeah. pre-programmed to know the answer to my question. It was like, uh, do we answer your question? No, you didn't no. answer my question. And those things, I'm not averse to those things because I've got one of those on my website, like a chat widget thing. But it shouldn't be, that's the only way you contact me. That should be, if you want to know something if you want to know something more about me or more about the products and services that I offer and the cost and everything, you need to speak to me. Mm -hmm. If you want to know something that I can answer really quickly for you and it's, you can't see it on there, I'll answer that, you know, I, as soon as I can get to it. But it, when these massive and huge companies are relying on that as the answer, mm -hmm. it's just not good enough, is it? No, it's, it's painful. And again, for small business owners, because you are a business owner, whether you like it or yeah. not, you are a business owner, you have to make sure that you're speaking to people. Ultimately, 
how do you know? So going back to a previous episode on nightmare clients, how do you know who you're going to be working with if you're not speaking to them? You're going to have a real shock sometimes if you have no, no clue about them. Yeah. And turn up and they're like... I've had some <laughs> god-awful ones before. I've turned up and I'm actually fearful for my life on where oh. I've ended up going. Yeah. Because it's just Similar. been a transaction over email. And I'm like, oh, okay. Don't, don't really like this. This is a little bit hairy scary. And it's like an intimate thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't mean, you know, intimate is in... You're going to be seeing them a lot, you know. Yeah. With with our programs, you see, we see our clients a lot, and you don't want to feel uncomfortable with somebody. You don't want to not gel with them. You want to have that nice rapport with them, like yep. we've mentioned before. So it's everything, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you hate going there, you're going to have that energy is going to be down. You're going to feel like, oh my god, it's an uphill struggle, and you're on the back foot to start with. Whereas yeah. if you go in, going, oh, I love this, and I have that. Like with some of my clients, I would literally go, oh my god, I love seeing so and so because I know we're going to have a good time here, and I know they're going to be yeah. not necessarily always have done everything because sometimes they don't, and they're like, do you know what? Honestly, Vic, I haven't managed to do that. Absolutely fine. Tell me about your week. What's what's happened? Whatever, and we'll figure out why, and we'll try and overcome that next time. But yeah. if I don't have a clue, like if I, I, I don't know, I just think, oh my God, how did I ever work the way I did? Yeah, it's, it's scary. The more I talk it? about this, I just go, oh, <laughs> how did I do that? I know, it, it's amazing, isn't it? But, and I think another thing that was a big game changer for me was taking money over the phone. <gasps> oh, dum, dum, dum. oh my God, that was hard for me as well, the first time. That first time I, I actually had to say, when you're ready, can I just take the long card number, please? This is bit, but this, <laughs> this now is a massive thing, even for a small amount for people. People yeah. hate the right. We've delivered the. So I used to be. We'll do the the session, the mm-hmm. ad hoc session, the one yeah. session I might see you for. Don't know if I'll see you again. Da, da, da. Right, and there's they make no attempt to go to the because there's all cash in those yeah. days. They make no attempt to go to their wallet. I don't know what to say oh, to go. Goodness. Can I have oh. the payment, please? That's £50, please. Like, I don't know how to do it. Oh, my God, what do I do? Um, and so it would always be like, saying things like, did did we go through the payment? Did you say you were going to pay today? Or do we do it? Do you want me to send you an invoice? Oh, so say cringy. that to people. <laughs> oh. And that's how it went. And it was always that awkwardness. And now it's a big, much bigger amount. I feel much more comfortable with it, weirdly. I, honestly, it's, it's But painful. you don't have that because they've paid for it. Yes, or they, it's or all they done. have a, a payment plan in place where it just automatically happens without yep. you having to have those awkward conversations. So it actually doesn't matter about what the, like where my head is at. I've already done it. I've done it once and that's it. Like we've done it before we've provided the service in, in the yep. main, haven't we? Yep, yep, absolutely. And I think it... To appear professional and to avoid having those nightmare clients and to deliver a service that you are proud of, be professional. And I see it time and time again. And I don't, I don't fully understand what the hang-up is. Possibly, again, money. So if you're using a card provider, there's obviously going to be fees associated with taking the money, which is why I think these bank transfers are more prevalent. Like everyone will say just... Yeah, here's my bank details, just transfer it over. But for me, from a professional point of view, it just, it doesn't sit well, it doesn't land right. And if anything, you are potentially 
alienating some people because at least with the card providers, I know people will pay on credit card. And that actually opens up a lot of doors for a yeah. lot of people. And they'll go, yeah, yeah fine, I'll, I'll whack it. I'll whack it on the CC. Yeah, because if, again, if they want it that much and they want the pain is, yeah. is that great, mm-hmm. I, I've been there with different things and I've gone, it's not ideal, but I want this sorted yeah. and I'll find a way. Yep, yep. And if, if they can't do a card payment, then I'm screwed. And I've been there before, again, where I used to get what have I, I've used like a QuickBooks thing before where I've just raised an invoice on it and sent it out. And I just really started questioning myself going, why, why am I offering, in my opinion, a little bit of a crap service by just not being able to take a card payment? And it is a mindset thing, but from a client's point of view again so I will keep banging on about this that you have to start looking at it from a client's point of view Mm. how many professionals do you pay via bank transfer even the trades it baffles me why trades people still don't still don't have a card payment system it it absolutely baffles me for me I just yeah I do think it's a bit not I wouldn't say backhanderish and I wouldn't say like non kind of non-professional but I just think it's not an outfit that really does that very often that's what I would think it's not somebody that is slick in there and, and like we said before you don't have to have everything slick you don't have to have no. that fancy website but I think when it comes to things like that they've got to have trust in it as well yeah so if you're paying by like Stripe, GoCardless, PayPal there's like um, some kind of a trust thing there mm-hmm. that you know there is yep. a way you can get that back or yep. whatever it is whatever your policies are anyway, but it just gives you that little bit, I think it gives clients a little bit of confidence rather than it's gone from my account to yours and then I can't see where that's gone. There's no Mm -hmm. receipt. Yep. There's nothing, is there? Yeah. It's It's your word against mine that I've sent it to you. You know, it's all a bit like that, isn't it? And I have had people say like, oh yeah, I just, I actually don't want to do it because it's going to cost me more money with the fees. Well, just account for the fees in your in your yeah. fees then. Yeah. They, they, and you actually, hear this a lot, don't you? Yeah, it's and like, actually, it's quite negligible. There's not there's not that much that goes out of it. So right. I'm certain on like a 1500 plus VAT program that that we sell, it's like 30 quid or something that goes out of it. I'm not sure it's even that, is no? it? But it, it's nothing. In the grand yeah, scheme of things, not, that is nothing. It's not. You can afford to lose that, can't you? But I used to put... <laughs> when you could pay click here on my website and pay for a course for say 80 quid it would be plus two pound 50 paypal fees i can't <laughs> disclose that instead of just calling yeah. I, I ended up changing it and just putting it as like 82 pound 50 yeah but then i'd still be including so i had to justify what was two pound 50 good lord <laughs> oh, i've forgotten about that as well <laughs> oh, dear. it's so true isn't it it's like why why do we do it and you can see when you start unraveling all this stuff how many blockers we put in our own way of being able to run a successful business. Because it's like that thing of you pay a fee for something. Like we, we did um, Silverstone, uh, we did a corporate day, or whatever you call it. Yeah, I suppose we went up in the, oh yeah, yeah. whatever you call it, corporate. And, uh, and we saved like up for that. It wasn't just like a, you know, let's just do that every day kind of thing. And um, it's free drinks all day. <laughs> Obviously, you're paying this huge amount of money. You get absolutely amazing food. You're fed like every hour or something. Yeah. It's like being at a wedding where you just keep getting food and the drink is all included. You're like, oh my God, free bar, free drinks. And you're like, 
No, it's not. Like we all know it's not free, but in your mind, it's like it's free Mm -hmm. because it's not like the way it's worded and the way like the marketing of it is really cleverly done. But at no point did I think anything other than it's free. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it is. But it comes down to, again, messaging, the ability. Now, you imagine doing that on a bank transfer. Oh, just bank transfer me the money, please, for your Silverstone day. Yeah, yeah. It's just not going to work, like, is well, it? Who's who's running the show? Like, yeah, really? it's just not. It's not going to fly at all. And for me, there is zero excuse of whether you're just starting out or whatever it may be. There is no reason why you cannot just set up a card transaction software to go. I can take it's payment. A couple of quid. Yeah, it really is. And most of it is you don't have to get a card reader that you pay monthly fee for. It's literally the percentage that comes off, isn't it? It's so minimal. Yeah, it's nothing. So from a professional point of view, speak to people. Make sure you are having human to human conversations. You can pay by card. And already you're going to set yourself up to a much better place (laughs) where people are going to trust you. You're going to get to understand them a little bit more and make sure within that phone call, and we will be going into this in further detail, um, we definitely do it on our coaching programs, but trying to really understand the pain points, like where is it Mm. that that person is coming from? Because if they are calling you for a, a potential problem or they're just getting a puppy and they want to start out on everything, what are they actually hoping to achieve? What do they want to have achieved by the end of working with you? And this is where you need to have an offering that will help them achieve their goals. And how can you even do that if you're offering ad hoc sessions? And also, there is a tendency to treat everybody the same because Mm -hmm. how many times have we seen the same problem? Yep. How many times do we get, oh, it's a puppy, it's play biting, it's house training, it's whatever. And we could kind of, again, we're hardwired to go, oh, it's another one of them again. Mm-hmm. Like, you need the same as the next person needs. Yeah. No, they don't. Oh, my gosh. Doing it like the programme approach, everybody's so different. Yeah. Every client is so different and every puppy is so different and every everything is so bespoke to them mm-hmm. that how could you possibly offer a one-fits-all, one-size-fits-all thing to people? You can't. Yeah can't do that and you've got to listen to that person even though you've heard my puppy's play biting my puppy's house training is bad a million times mm. you listen to that person like that you've never heard it before yeah and you are or it's all about them and their problem is the only problem that that matters at that moment yep. so you know the yeah 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 we've done dealt with that before and even if you have don't some people want that like have you dealt with this problem before do you know this breed yes and you can instill them the confidence but if you kind of like yeah we do it every day they're gonna straight away go oh right well okay it's that that sort of like blase to them that are they actually gonna kind of tailor it to us or are they just gonna kind of just go well you're the same as the next person yep yeah even those tiny little things yeah it is it it can make a huge difference to somebody's experience isn't it it's all of those little micro details and the amount of people that have said to to us on phone calls and going do you know i actually feel like you've listened and i feel like you actually understand and i haven't had that yeah all i've had is an email with some prices on and i don't even know if they're going to be able to help because they haven't asked they haven't even asked what the problem is the problem is they've just gone here's what i offer what do you want? Pick pick one. 
Yeah, you've got to. It's like that game where the the, the penny's got to fit into one of the slots, yeah. and that's what you're asking them to do effectively, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Rather than you go, what is your problem? I will to your yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have you have to make sure that you're speaking to people because you're not going to know any of this information. No, I think even if you did like a consult, it's still not going to. I just never understand the point of doing a consult and leaving it at that. No. It's just, what, what's the point? I don't, people don't get out of it what they're hoping to get out of it a lot of the time. Yeah, no, it's either. like, because I just don't understand how it could work. We have this thing about consults, don't we, about, you know, and there's probably lots of people listening to this that might work in that way. And again, pitchforks might come at us, but we don't understand this. We've read lots of consults, so we might have gone in to see a dog that's worked with somebody else prior, and and it's really good information for us to have Mm -hmm. and read that consult, that report. And often it's like just telling the client what's wrong with their dog. It's like a really long overview slash summary of all the problems their dogs are having. Observations are important. But every single observation of every single problem, and the list gets, it's literally like this long, where are the solutions? Where's the tangible stuff? How, if you leave that, here you go, I've done that by email. There's your report, 10 pages long. Mm-hmm. Poor clients sat reading it going, right, okay, yeah, yeah, that's all the stuff, yeah, that's, there's that wrong with him, yeah, there's that wrong with him. Well, okay, there's a couple of sentences there about what we should do to implement it. F- fine. But where's the accountability? Where's mm-hmm. the support? Where's like the next step on? How do you move that first implementation onto the next one and the next one? Because there isn't anything else a lot of the time. Yep. No, no. And, and they are just left. And it's something I've, I used to struggle with quite a lot in thinking, oh my, I'm just not good enough because I, I hate doing those consult Me too. papers, documents, yeah. whatever you want to call it, report. I hate them. Report report I hate them and I would beat myself up thinking I need to go on a course to know how to do these reports because I don't understand what I'm writing in it Mm. and then I'd do a course because I'd find someone who maybe offered it and I'd look at it and go like no that can't be right that doesn't feel like it's right so I'll go and do another one I'm like well actually all it is is it's literally just a list of everything you've observed but in all honesty that client does not need to read it like that that whole big thing and this is where by having that human to human conversation in the first instance you will understand your clients so well you will understand how they live what they're looking for Mm. and expectations yeah you can almost start to profile them a little bit and I always think it's it's quite interesting if none of you have ever done personality profiling go and have a look at it because it is very very interesting and you can definitely start to categorize people when you're talking to them to go okay this is how I need to deal with you and if I'm going to give a 10 page report to someone who is a super busy professional they're not going to sit down and read 10 pages and I don't think many people are I don't think digest that, that fully no. and actually even the, like, the detailed type of person yeah. No. It's you just... basically just need a few bullet points and then do this yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really what we all want yeah, yeah. well we want to that's what we want to 
tell people to do, but also that's what they want to hear. Like they don't care about all the theory behind it and yeah. all the why the dogs do it. Well, they kind of do. We tell them why, what's happening, but ultimately they want it fixed, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah. Can you solve my problem? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll try. Yeah. And that's it. it. It's it's understanding from that client point of view. How can you solve their problem? That's why you have to speak to them. You have to figure out what it is that's going on. Why are they calling you? What are they hoping to achieve? You need to be able to take payment on the phone, get it all locked in there Mm. and then, because there's nothing worse than having a great conversation with someone and then going, okay, so um, you just, uh, I'll just let you get back to me when you're ready. No pressure, no pressure. Or that person will then go, oh, well, that's great. Either... Can you pop all that on an email? By the way, if anybody ever says pop that on an email to me, I'm thinking, oh, my God, no, I need to keep you on the phone longer because I've turned you off somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, pop it on an email is code for, nope, I'm not interested. Yeah. So you need to dig deeper. But, yeah, talk talk to them, have a card payment process, and make sure you have a service that you can sell. Not a million services, a service. A really good one. Yeah. Rather a than really ten good one. semi yeah. bearable. One, one ones. that can be <laughs> adaptable to to support each individual coming through. But that doesn't mean you need a, a ton of bespoke stuff. That's just how you implement it. Too much to go into for now. But we'll come back to this. Card processing, talk to a human and have a package that you can sell. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please do give us a follow and subscribe so we can keep bringing more content to your ears.